hosting for your tech life proudly provided by web central everything technology from computers to mobile phones tvs and the internet information you want all the help you need your tech life with trevor long well, welcome to Your Tech Life. My name's Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Coming to you from the show floor uh, this episode here at CES in Las Vegas. All thanks to the good people at Garmin, Garmin Satellite Navigation and GPS Technologies. And by goodness me, uh, isn't there a lot of stuff here? Um, oh, I can't even begin to tell you uh, how much stuff is here. Um, and I'm just trying to pick out the good bits. Um, so much stuff here that you'll never see. And, and in fact plenty of companies that I can't see surviving. But then again, maybe I'm not appreciating the full uh, size of the world and the world that we live in and uh, how much demand there is for these products. Um, lots to talk about on today's show. I'll run through a few products that I've seen, including a, a robot, um, something that will help you game on your iPad or your iPhone. Uh, I'm going to look at uh, smart watches. We're going to talk cars. Samsung's got a very cool thing happening with their cameras. I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you about the weirdest iPad uh, holders I've ever seen. Uh, and I was thinking maybe I should take a walk through the show floor uh, and give you an audio tour, uh, a very quick audio tour of just one of the halls just so you can give you some sense of scale uh, here at CES in Las Vegas. All right, now most of everything that I um, tell you about here is either already or will be very soon on eftm.com.au. And if you want to get in touch, you just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Now, MIP, M-I-P, is a, a little robot, and uh, it's, it's really nothing more than a toy. Uh, you know, I wrote on, my, on, the, uh, on the article on the website, didn't we get gypped by the Jetsons? I mean, uh, you know, robots aren't uh, making dinner for us. Robots aren't doing much more than maybe doing the vacuuming. Uh, but um, I was pretty pleased to see this little fun little product called MIP, M-I-P. Uh, it's a two-wheeled robot, and uh, the two wheels makes it interesting because obviously it needs to be able to balance uh, on those two wheels. So that, that's a challenge for... Um, uh, it's like a Segway. You think about how a Segway works and you know the, the, um, the technology behind a Segway that allows it to simply stand up and move around. So these little robots are like mini-robot Segways uh, rolling around, and they, they have several modes, um, including gaming challenges they can follow a path that you draw with your finger they respond to gestures um you know they're 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 120 bucks or something like that in in the u.s and you know if you were able to get one ship to australia a little bit more and i'm sure they'll come to australia and be a nice little um gimmick gift at some point and i think that's what they are because i was thinking about the ar drone from parrot which is a phenomenal product but there's really no purpose to it other than a toy other than fun it's $350, and what can you use it for? You're not really going to, you know, take videos of your um, of your backyard with it. And if you were serious about aerial photography, you'd be looking at some um, some products that are a little bit more advanced uh, in the drone space. Uh, that I even even some that I'm seeing here at um, at CES, the, the Phantom Two. Uh, is one such product. Um, so I, I don't think the AR drone is, is in reality a video drone that people would use for anything other than a toy, and that's what this little robot is. So if you're looking for a robot toy to give to a friend, uh, check out the website eftm.com. There's a video there from MIP, uh, yeah, meet MIP, your new robot friend. So um, all the details are on the website eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. So then there's the products that are so tiny 
that you think, where did this idea come from? And that's genius. And here's one that I found yesterday. It's just launched. It's on debut here at CES. It's called the Tact Slider. T-A-C-T Slider. T-A-C-T Slider. Um, it's a very small disc. I'd say the size of a 10-cent piece, maybe tiny bit bigger. And it has kind of an adhesive uh, surface on, on a flat side that, that sticks onto your touch screen. And on the other side, there's a small disc that can rotate around um, using a spring mechanism inside. Now... When you stick it on your screen, uh, the disc becomes the, the touch sensor for your screen. So if you've ever played one of those games where you use your thumb in a, in a single point and you move it up, down, left and right in a joystick kind of manner, this replaces that. So the t- by pushing on the disc, you're, you're pushing that thumb movement around. And because there's no friction, because your, your thumb moves on this movable disc while the disc holder stays flat on the screen, there's no movement, there's no friction between your thumb and the screen. You're literally using a joystick. It's a joystick for your touch screen, and it's tiny. And the great thing about it was the, the, the guys that have released this product said, uh, I said, how much is it? They said, well, what do you think? And I said, oh, well, I don't know, 10 or $15. A bloke behind me, another journalist, said the same thing. He said, well, how much is it? And they said, well, what do you think? And he said, oh, $9, or t- sorry, $10. And you know what? It is nine ninety-five. Often when you when you answer a question like that and you say, oh, I think it'll be 20 bucks," and it turns out to be 50 uh, you think about some of the tablets and things that we've seen come to market and we've thought, well, that's probably a $250, $300 product and they've ended up trying to charge 400 for it and that's why they're losing money or not selling them. This is a $9.99 product that is worth every cent of the $9.99. Again, uh, not a, not directly available in Australia, but I'm, I'm sure it will be. It's um, it's a small uh, package. It's, uh, it's a postcard st- size uh, um, package that would probably hang on one of those um, hooks in a retail store at the end of an aisle uh, and will be a cracking stocking filler next Christmas, but uh, a great little uh, Kris Kringle or, or a birthday gift idea. Ten bucks. If you play FIFA or you play little first-person shooter-style games, uh, I think even the Grand Theft Auto that was on iOS would use this um, format. Cracking little thing, the Tact Slider. Check it out at eftm.com.au. Polaroid is not a company that we've heard a lot from in recent years, although they're still around and they're still going reasonably strong. Um, the brand Polaroid, we all associate with instant photos. Uh, you know the ones. You uh, take a photo, you, you print out and you flap it in the wind to try and dry it off, kind of expose it, and then bingo, you've got an instant photo that you can pin up on the wall or give to your friends if you're at a party or something. Uh, Polaroid um, still make a lot of little printer technology. They make a lot of little cameras, and they've got a new camera out here at CES called the Socialmatic now, the Socialmatic camera is a when you look at it front on is square with the lens in the middle and the Polaroid um, coloured lines going through the centre. It looks like the Instagram logo, um, a lot like the Instagram logo. Now, who copied who? I don't know, but it is a cracking idea from Polaroid, and uh, because it's not just a camera, it's also a printer. So it is the whole Polaroid experience. Uh, small two by three inch prints come out the side. Uh, it's got an it's got a touch screen on the back, running Android, has GPS, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, so you can connect to your Wi-Fi network. You're at home, you're at a friend's place having a party. You can take a photo, take a selfie, whatever it might be. You can Instagram it on the camera and upload it to Instagram. Plus, you could print it out. Uh, you can actually print out that Instagram photo. In fact, uh, fantastic idea from Polaroid. Uh, it's called the Socialmatic. No availability or information on Australia yet. 
but um, I think it will definitely come down under because it's a great little product. Uh, I put it on uh, on Instagram, uh, ironically enough, and uh, had a great response to the product. So I think people will love it when it comes out. The, the Polaroid Social Matic, and you can read about that at eftm.com.au. Well, smartwatches do dominate again. Um, it's a big sector over here. The the idea of um, you know uh, uh, something on your wrist that that does more than just tell the time. And yeah, I, I know they do. And there's um, there's some great things that they can do. The Samsung Galaxy Gear is an insane uh, iteration of that. It's um, it's doing so much more than even just um, even just synchronising with your phone. There's apps and whatnot can run it. Then you've got your GPS-style watches from your Garmin's and your TomToms and those kind of people, which are still amazingly advanced technology that, that, um, that track and sense so many things. Then you've got uh, kind of uh, fitness wristbands that are doing more than just fitness. Uh, I, maybe I've got a, a bit of a personal leaning towards the, um, the product that I'm going to talk about because I've seen a few of them now in Australia and, and I, I like where they're going. But Casio's Bluetooth G-Shock range is actually very good. Um, you remember I wrote recently on EFTM about the um, the Generation 2 uh, Casio Bluetooth G-Shock watch, which uh, allows you to control your music as well as just um, just get notifications of uh, emails, Facebook, Twitter, those kind of things. Um, they've got a uh, they've got a slimline version of that coming out, uh, which I think will come to Australia on my conversations with Casio. And also there's a new sports watch. I think it's called the STB1000. Um, now, this is the cracker because, again, it just looks like a G-Shock-style watch. Um, and it does all the great things that the G-Shock Bluetooth range do, but it also interacts with an app, a fitness app. So you can track your position, your uh, distance, uh, lapse time, all those different things that you want to do when you're going for a run or a, or a walk or whatever it might be. Um, you can track heart rate cadence with uh, extra attachments. So there's a lot you can do. So keep your eye out if you're into those um, sporting style equipment for the Casio range of, uh, of smartwatches, uh, including the G-Shock uh, Bluetooth we've talked about before and the uh, up-and-coming uh, sports range, uh, the STB1000. So Audi had a keynote speech the other night where the uh, the big boss of Audi uh, got on stage and presented a few cars and uh, a few ideas around technology and how they were using technology and innovation in their in their organisation and there was some very cool stuff. Um, the, the the one of the m- most amazing things was the demonstration that only twelve months ago some of the technology that they're now using to um, you know power the autonomous style car you know for example self parking and some of the detection excuse me, technologies, um, <clears throat> excuse me, are, um, would fit in the whole boot of a car. And they showed the boot of a car with all this technology in it. And then they showed what they've compressed it down to. And you're talking about a circuit board here that is the size of a, a laptop computer. Uh, and it handles 2.5 billion uh, pieces of data every second from around the car um, to make decisions um, to aid the driver, assist the driver. And there wasn't really talk of the autonomous vehicle, you know, the, the car that drives itself. There was more talk of the piloted drive. And I like this concept because it means we can evolve into the autonomous vehicle in time, a decade perhaps. But the idea of the piloted drive, you're, um, you're in traffic, you're on, the, um, you're on the M4, the M5, you know, it's the car knows you're in traffic, you know you're in traffic, so why not let the car 
get you to your destination or at least get you to the end of the traffic without you having to sit and uh, brake, accelerate, brake, accelerate and not steer it. I mean, it's it's, kind of, it's the kind of area where you could at least just listen to the radio, um, turn some music on, maybe even read the paper and let the car do the work for you. So piloted drive is what they're talking about and I think there's some real merit in that concept. The um, the other, and I mentioned this with Stephen Finnick yesterday on Two Blokes Talking Tech, the, the other really uh, cool idea and, and I actually talked to a guy who's working with Ford at the moment also on parking technologies, and I think it will all come together. The You know those parking sensors you get at Westfield that you know tell you there's a green light, whether there's an open space? Well, uh, Westfield knows where all the spaces are. So a computer knows where all the spaces are. So why couldn't you pull up at a self-park spot, get out of the car, take your wallet, press a button, and the car just drives itself off and puts it in one of those spots? The car could know where the spot is. The car could know the layout of the car park. The car's got sensors to look out for people reversing out of the car parks. I don't know. I think there's something quite exciting about the idea of uh, dropping your car and letting it go and park itself. I, for one, hate trying to find a parking space. So the pilot to drive, uh, something that Audi's working very strongly on, and we'll see technologies creeping into their vehicles, including the new Audi A8 um, uh, in the new year. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. So we've talked cursed screen TVs, we've talked all the different um, big stuff coming out of the um, the LGs, the Samsungs, the Sonys of the worlds. But I took a took a walk through the Samsung booth, uh, which is enormous, by the way, um, and they've got more tablets than um, than your local chemist. Uh, but they've also got a lot of cameras, and you forget really sometimes the the amount of products that these companies are actually making. Uh, and the cameras that um, Samsung have, it seems to me that most, if not all, of their new cameras are actually also having a, a bit of a tap-and-go technology built with them, into them. Now, obviously, Samsung make um, a huge range and, and top-quality uh, Android phones, which often and, and most likely have NFC near-field communications built into them. And the idea here is that um, you know they make the Galaxy camera, which has Android, and, and you can put a SIM card in it. You can upload everything as you go. But what about the idea that you take the photos on your camera and you simply tap your camera against your phone, and you can transfer your photos across to your camera, uh, across to your phone? Because your phone is the place where you are most likely going to share those photos. So rather than building in all the sharing capabilities, the mobile um, uh, capabilities into the camera, it's all that's built into the camera, in addition to the, to the great camera technology, is the ability to transfer the photos across to your smartphone. And your smartphone then is where you comfortably do your normal social style sharing. So um, keep an eye out for that. I'll, um, I'll write that up on the website shortly. But um, the tap and, uh, tap and share between uh, Samsung uh, cameras and uh, NFC-enabled smartphones, a very cool little innovation from Samsung. So you might remember last year one of the um, crazy products uh, that I found walking the walking the floor here was the iPotty. It was a toilet training potty that had an iPad stand built into it. Uh, the ludicrousness of that, but the fun of it was um, was not lost on me, and it uh, was quite popular as we went along. Um, the uh, the same company, in fact, is distributing a product now. Um, another range of uh, iPad holders, and they're found in the most curious of locations. Firstly, in the kitchen, uh, an iPad holder built into a chopping board, uh, iPad holder built into a paper towel dispenser, and 
mm, perhaps most curiously, an iPad holder built into your toilet roll holder. So in the bathroom, imagine, you know, to the left or the right, there's the toilet roll. Um, and coming off the top of that is a, um, a, a beam with the iPad attached to it. Uh, my wife would go insane if I even suggested such a thing in our home. Um, and while the idea of, I don't know, reading in that room is not lost on most people, I think the idea of having a permanent iPad holder there is crazy. But I'll uh, get you some photos of that and I'll put it on the website. Uh, the uh, toilet roll iPad holder coming soon to a uh, weirdo near you. Now, um, before I go and do a, a walk of the show floor, the um, TCL, we talked about the, the hologram uh, technology they were, they were showcasing here. And uh, it's time to take those expectations back about 10 steps. Um, what they've actually got so the hologram is not visible to anyone around unless you are wearing a special pair of glasses so I'm standing next to a guy who's looking at a TV screen and it just looks like he's looking at a TV screen with a pen in his hand but he's got a pair of glasses on which allows him to see in three dimensions three dimensional space above the television the item that he's working on so he may be in, in this case he was playing a game of Scrabble uh, and he could see the game of Scrabble in three dimension. He could use a pen to move items around those three dimensions, um, and it seemed quite amazing. But as a hologram, I think we've been sold a pup. Um, it's um, far from being a, a true hologram in the sense that you know anyone can see it. But the concept, and I guess the um, the augmented reality uh, around um, you know being able to actually work in a space like that and uh, and, and see and understand what you're working on that's where they're going with this stuff and uh, it'll be very interesting to see how that uh, technology goes on this was a partnership that TCL had uh, with a company that I think it's called Zspace that's, um, that's working on that so interesting stuff but not as exciting as we might have first thought uh, the hologram from TCL Your Tech Life with Trevor Long well, I'm not sure the audio tour of this floor is such a wise idea. There's just a sea of people here at CES. I've come out out of my broadcast booth and onto the show floor, and what's amazing about it out here is that uh, in between the big booths, you can get around, you can look at the look at the different manufacturers, but when you're in, when you're in Sony, Samsung, LG, it's almost impossible to move. And the sound you can hear in the background is the LG booth. LG have a ridiculously large uh, 3D. Um, screen which everyone everyone picks up glasses and stands and looks at um, the noise is enormous the, the amount of people are enormous uh, it's it's really really hard to get into those booths so not the sort of thing that is uh, worthwhile trying to do if you need to spend some time you need to arrange a specific tour of those booths even outside of the central hall it's packed um, but here from CES in Las Vegas uh, I'm Trevor Long I'll be back again tomorrow or this afternoon with a whole lot more uh, products from CES in Las Vegas